0: Yo, I was jamming, bro. Damn, that's some fire. Let's go. I'm excited now. What the hell's going on with Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Let's
1: looks go. like right? Daniel Ricardo, man.
0: Man, I got, <laughs> <you> got me
1: Woo! <laughs>
0: Damn, all right. What's going on, everybody? The pit is in the house. Welcome to Hitting the, in the Nobody, nobody in f1 talks like that right the pickers in the house hit the apex let's go i, I mean bro, we're we're I,
2: revolutionizing the sport yeah are we definitely talking? are. we are breaking
0: the
3: barriers one show at a time here. oh
0: man what's going on everybody how you guys doing today how's everybody everybody doing uh all my all my brothers and sisters here how you guys holding up
1: uh well i mean me i am in an apartment with uh, oh, broken down that man All right, so yeah, uh, we'll have well, a debrief after you're the show just, on rhetorical questions. Yeah, you're of, supposed to say you're doing <laughs>
0: good, bro. That's it, right? That's what that meant. I, I just um, made my
2: foot on the table, man. It hurts. Let's talk about that for <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, listen up, listen up. Uh Ooh. you know, we're we're hyped actually because uh the previous show, uh the King show that me and Vishrod, uh Larry Bluesing, uh, if any of you know him, um uh crossover, battle COVID. Um and you know, it was, it was looking grim there for a while, and he pulled through and uh he was on the show and he's a legend, and so he went on and on and on. And we're not gonna cut that guy off because that guy had some great stories and that guy is a man. So, but here we are. It's uh Monaco Grand Prix uh pretty you know as usual a little drama in monaco and um but at the end of the day i think that uh, uh it was an interest- interesting outcome as uh Checo, sergio perez um does win and score a p1 on the podium for red bull um he ran a- an excellent race uh, he drove excuse me drove an excellent um an excellent race so uh, we'll have that. We'll we'll definitely give a summary. So let's let's kind of jump into that real quick. Uh, let's review the predictions first and foremost, because I think that Moni, we didn't get your prediction, but it's all right though, because you can tell. I him, mean, now, it, now you can it, tell it, us. I, I had mean, Checo winning it, and we'll I be mean, like, oh yeah. You know?
2: that, I I would believe it, given her her Checo fan. So this is true. So, you this know, true. you know. Let's let's just uh, benefit <laughs> of the doubt there.
0: We'll go with Moni first. Moni, what was your prediction? Who did you have winning the race?
4: Listen, listen. As much as much as I wanted it, I was going to say Leclerc. I was like, I'm just gonna let him win his home race.
0: Yeah. So I said
4: I Leclerc in my head, I was like, I'm gonna go with Leclerc first. Then I said Checo second, and okay. then I went for Verstappen third. All right. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Any any surprise top fives that you had?
4: <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. Thanks. <laughs> Science. <laughs>
0: oh, five five that was science. just to like That's make awesome. me upset. Thank you. Folks. Perfect. Yeah. No, no, no. I had
4: to, to I had to ruffle vicious feathers. Sorry.
0: <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Uh Nick, Leclerc, Max, and Hamilton with both us finishing fourth. Uh yeah. none none of those happened. Good job, man.
1: They did not.
0: Good job. Good job.
1: Today, i sure <laughs> that's all right. That's
0: all right. I think a lot of us struck out because Manny put Leclerc, Hamilton, and Russell with Gasly as the top five, and none of those happened either. Um, so congratulations to Manny. Um, Vish, you had what? Max, what? what happened? What, what? what yeah, you... sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Ma- <laughs> Vish had Max, Chekho, and Hamilton, of which none happened either, but close, but close. close you have two Red Bulls in there, okay? So we'll give you that. And the Williams ahead of the Haas, did that happen?
3: Ooh, no, Haas did not finish. None of them. Oh, no, yeah, so wait, so you did so score. Yeah, so you won. You got <laughs> it. Yeah, Damn freaking Mick Schumacher couldn't keep it.
2: You got I it. I think that is, I am like the worst in prediction. I'm pretty sure it's the first thing I've gotten right. Like, I haven't yeah. even like gotten the third place driver right yet. Like, that, <laughs> hey, that is and, it. And you were the closest I'm, one. I'm, I'm, I finally got one. Dude, hey, that's so like funny. the
3: Haas like in in the same lap whenever Mick crashed, that's when K Mac yeah. retired. Yeah, like that's to go awesome. That's
2: awesome. No, that that was hilarious <laughs> on the broadcast because they show Mick Schumacher crash. well, no, it's not hilarious he crashed, but <laughs> no, but they showed him like that's Mick Schumacher. They cut to Kevin Max was like, wait, no, it's not sh- it's not Mick, that's not sh- it's Magnus he's standing there outside of his car. It's like oh Mag
0: doodle. Uh that, so yeah, <laughs> that was uh, I had Leclerc, Max, and Signs, so I did okay. I had two guys in there that finished on the podium. Um, uh, just uh, switch those two, switch to two and three. I think a lot of us had Leclerc home race. Look, he won the pole. Uh, he was, he was. I mean, he was uh, whatever. Uh, Vettel, yeah, Veto in, yeah, in the top five didn't hit that, but he did finish in the top ten. Right, so not bad, not bad, not a bad showing for Vettel um in the uh in the austin Bull, as we like to call it um so that was interesting what was uh let's 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 take a look at something here um everybody's take yeah man let's let's do that let's do a little a little uh, round table take on on the monaco
3: grand prix we'll start off with uh, you manny wow so where to begin right um race didn't start on time it felt like whoever was in charge of that really didn't really know what to really do um you know what was it a 45 minute on delay um lots of mixed communications oh it's gonna rain oh no it's not gonna rain but there's a black cloud coming across the (laughs) across over there but it's like well the race is over here why are we worrying about what's going on over there and then obviously we we all know the 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 whole chaos that the pit lane is right and freaking like everybody is on top of everyone You're seeing everybody just pushing five tires on a rack, just pushing it towards wherever the car is. And it's like total chaos. And then we are here as fans just watching this. We're like, okay, is this race even going to happen? First, I guess quickly, let me just say out of it, um, I think Ferrari once again blew an opportunity. I don't blame Leclerc. I just, it's very unfortunate. I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) It just happened. And Red Bull just took advantage of what Gasly was doing, and they figured, hey, let's do that as well, and it worked out for them. And unfortunately, we all know that, you know, if, you know, this, not saying that it will happen, but this might be the last race in Monaco for a little bit, not saying that it will. But Alonso kind of kept us all in the loop and telling us, yeah, this race is really outdated. Because towards the end, you saw the Alonso train just taking place, and that was not fun at all. I don't care who you are, unless you're a Red Bull Ferrari fan. You 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 basically watched a simple picture at one time of the of the whole of the whole freaking map, and it was like one through four here, and Alonso and company the other way. That was not fun at all. So you know, this, talk to us.
2: Yeah, I mean, Manny kind of hit it on the head. It looked like Ferrari was in control, and then they weren't. Um, I think they caught Leclerc between two strategies. They waited too long to go to the inters and then he didn't get the full advantage of having that pace because they were significantly faster. The game everyone was playing was, if I go on these enters, I'm going to be way faster than people on wets, but once I catch up to someone, I'm screwed because you can't pass anyone. So True. how much – what's the time differential? And and Red Bull got that right. Ferrari didn't. There's one there's another reason we'll talk about, I think, later in the news section on why Ferrari might have gotten that wrong when they maybe didn't get it wrong. There was some Williams issues there um, that – Big time impact to both their drivers, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's Ferrari. They always find a way, whether it's their fault or not, it's just, you know, they, they, they get the fastest car and they don't finish it and they don't convert it. And, and Red Bull converted it. Um, And they're, they've got that championship like thing in them where they just, they know how to win races and you saw it with Mercedes for years, like everything would go chaos. And then Hamilton's at the front and everyone's like, he's lucky. I'm like, no, they know how to win. Red Bull knows how to win.
0: Yep. They trust it their – and I think
2: one of the issues Ferrari has is they don't trust themselves. Red Bull has that confidence of a team that knows we're the champions. We can win this. Like the whole telling Leclerc to pit. No, wait, don't pit, and he's already in the pit lane. Like that is yeah, – that yeah, is can, just I, can I tell you
0: something on that? I'm going to let everybody else finish. But yeah, go I ahead. tell you something about that because you, you nailed it, Vish. Like Red Bull – is like completely confident in everything that they do. Every decision, they live and die with it. Bottom line, right? It, yeah. They live and die with it. And to be quite honest with you, I know, I know, for any you put that Red Bull got lucky. I don't think it's lucky. They're just really good. They're really good. They know how to strategize properly. They gamble when it's the right time, and they have two drivers that are willing to risk it. And that's not saying anything about Ferrari because right now, if you ask me, Leclerc is willing to push it. He's willing to push, and he's willing to take risks, and he's willing to drive the way that he needs to drive to win, to beat a guy like Max. But Ferrari, if anything, it's Ferrari that's holding him back. Uh, signs, I can't say the same. Although he's he's obviously had two solid, of, you know, two solid races back to back. He's looking a little bit better, looking like he's getting a little more comfortable. He read he, he he drove really well this past weekend. But Vish, you nailed it, man. Ferrari needs to let these like. Do, like, they could be my Flip a coin. You do this and stick with it and, and let Leclerc r- drive his race.
2: And, and one, one of the one of the things that ends up happening there is you end up between two strategies, which is slower than either a strategy if you had just right one of them. And the gap Leclerc had, had they just pitted him for inners when everyone else was pitting for inners and let him run through and then switch back to the hards, he probably would have won just because of his pace advantage.
1: Right. Or
2: if they had held him out like they did signs and just gone straight to hards, he probably would have won. They pitted him in like different gaps, and they ended up in between two strategies, and that's why his time. That's why he lost a ton of time.
0: That's why he was pissed.
2: Yeah, that's why he was pissed. And they clearly realized they made that mistake when they pulled him into the pit the second time. They should have just left him out um, and tried to use track position. Um, Especially at that point, they weren't sure if Signs was going to come out in front. He obviously came out just behind Checo. Had he come out in front, he could hold up the pack and allow Leclerc to come around and pit and come back in front which is probably what they realized after they already told him to pit and double stack behind signs. So just, it's just – it's the indecision is just bad in F1. Again, going back to Mercedes, we saw this for years where they would split tra- strategies between Botas and Hamilton, and Hamilton would invariably win, and they'd say, how come Hamilton gets the better strategy? So it's like, no, he's faster. If you'd switched him, he still would have won. But just fully executing a strategy that makes sense – Gets you further up the field and ferrari constantly like oh wait do this wait never mind i mean we saw right. it i think it was Imola, where leclerc ended up crashing but they he wanted to pit and they said absolutely not and then yeah. they pitted and he crashed yeah. it's like yeah. what happened yeah. you just said not to do that like it doesn't make any sense. i don't understand that that organization there and just to touch on one other thing before we go to Nick, um what manny said about kind of the chaos at the beginning I mean, I cannot believe the organization is this much worse without Michael Massey there. But they need someone in charge. <laughs>
3: They're trying to do this
2: by committee. <laughs> Michael trying-
3: Massey, wherever he was, he was looking at this like,
2: <laughs> well, at least it was one. At least it was. At least if it, at least it was one person, so they can just make a decision. Like this whole by committee thing. They went out. They did a few installation laps. Right. It was drivable. These are Formula One drivers. Said no, I'm going to pit. So now. You have to wait for basically the rain to stop because you're already decided you're not going out if it's like marginally raining. So everyone's just sitting around. And then they, the same thing happened when, when Ocon hit Hamilton. They gave him a penalty like an hour later. Like, what was that? It was after the red flag. They're like, oh, five second penalty. I'm like, what? It, you already ruined Hamilton's race. He hit him and blocked him. And the only people that benefited are like Vettel and I forget who else was behind him that happened to be within five seconds at the end of the race. And he dropped out of the top 10. Like, it barely punished him. It was it was bizarre that they gave him a five-second penalty like an hour later. Like, who's in there making decisions? you got to do that immediately. In fact, you just get in the hornback, give him the position back.
1: Done. It was Botas, I believe, who also um, benefited from the penalty.
2: Yeah, good call there, Nick. Yeah, it was Botas. But what you actually should do is just immediately make a decision. Again, there's no one in charge anymore. Everything's committee. So he probably debated it for an hour and then gave him a five-second penalty. But it's just like all they need to do is say, hey – he had overtaken you. You hit him. Give the place back. It's right. better for Ocon. It's better for Hamilton. It's better for the racing. Instead, they waited till after the red flag and gave him five second like penalty after they restarted. So he didn't even serve it in the pits, even though like the whole race stopped. Like it was just—it's this stupid. thing is so disorganized right now. Monique,
0: give us your take. I know that uh, you missed it first time, but uh, hopefully, you got to see it again.
4: Okay. Well, first of all,
0: oh god, all. I know where this is going
4: no 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 oh no, bad, <laughs>
3: did i miss something <laughs> first, of, first of all <laughs> i
4: was
0: like oh here we go
4: okay so as my fellow teammate this is for me this is like the sentence of the weekend my fellow teammate uh, max for stepping as he said wisely this is not this is typical monaco isn't it that was literally the sentence for the weekend that did it for me i was like retweet that is typical Monaco Verstappen. You're right on the dot. Second of all, <clears throat> everyone, collab with me. That's what I think. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh,
3: Thank everyone. you, Moni. I, I, I still don't even know what P1 or P2 <laughs> feels like so far this season. Thank you. Appreciate
4: it. I just want to talk uh, on behalf of everyone at Red Bull. We're so happy <laughs> and so excited for your support. Thank you so much. We the team really needed it this weekend. No, but I, I'm not. I'm kidding. So honestly, I don't even the race. I don't know. The whole weekend was just so chaotic. It was it was really chaotic. Um, the race. I, I um I enjoyed it. I had to rewatch it. By the way, I'm I'm not I'm not here to lie. I had to rewatch the race because I I had something else going on.
2: Okay, I thought you actually like intentionally watched that thing twice and i was like we might need to call like a mental health specialist (laughs) (laughs)
4: uh, not today uh uh, reason but uh honestly i i no words again there's so many iconic sentences this weekend as leclerc said no words uh don't get me wrong i'm really happy because Checo performed and he's my favorite driver as we all know yes you see Thank you. That's my boy Chico, right there. I'm really happy for Red Bull, of course. Uh, really happy for science. Uh I think he deserves it. I've been rooting for him, it, even though I've lost a little bit of faith in him the last couple of weeks. But I think he recovered. Uh, but yeah, to be honest with you, chaos. That That's it for me. Chaos, the whole weekend. And chaos and, and practice, chaos and qualifying. And then it kind of just like transferred and got even worse. During
1: the race, so chaos. Nick, talk to us. <sighs> so I'll bounce off of what Moni and Vish said. Um, pretty much, you know, this is Monaco's last year under contract. I know they're probably going to be have it renewed, I'm sure. But right now, it's the last year under contract. They're going into negotiations. And from a race standpoint, you know, this was a complete mess. Um, like, like with Bish said, the FIA racing directors with the red flag at the start of the race and the more, it clearly showed that they had no clue what to do about bad weather conditions, even though we've seen, we've seen races in worse weather conditions than that. Um, and so to delay it that long was just dumb. Um, and then also, you know, p- penalizing Ocon an hour after an hour after the incident happened and after the red flag. So that way, you know, Hamilton couldn't gain any momentum, really. Um, It didn't benefit him. It didn't benefit Ocon either. Uh, So, you know, that was that was a terrible decision by them. Um, I'll go to Ferrari and how I've said time and time again, um, their strategies is what could be their downfall this season, and so far, in some of the races, um, when it comes to their strategies, it has really hurt them. Um, I believe it hurt them in Imola, and it definitely hurt them here in Monaco with Leclerc, who clearly was out in front, and I believe he definitely had a legit shot at, you know, winning the race or at least getting a podium, and. Because of, you know, their mistakes, uh, the team's mistakes, he got neither of those. Uh, So, you know, hats off to Checo uh, for taking advantage of that and, you know, running a great race and holding off signs at the end. Um, I know, like I said, it's difficult to pass, but, you know, he still was able to hold them off and he didn't make any mistakes. Um, And, you know, Verstappen, he didn't have a great race weekend, but, you know, he was still able to find his way onto the podium um, signs had a really solid race weekend. And, you know, he was able to get into P two and then almost potentially get into P one. So he had a good bounce back weekend as well. So, I mean, but all in all Monaco is just a mess.
0: You know, speaking of strategy, right. Before we get into um, uh, driver of the day, I, and we spoke about this issue, and I, because uh, I asked you this question, uh, as far as their pit strategy at the end, right? Uh, choosing the hards over the mediums, um, with with the thought process that hey, maybe the mediums aren't going to last as long, and it's going to give them an opportunity. To be able to overtake the Red Bulls and them being Science and Leclerc, um, I think what happened is they ran out of laps. <clears throat> Excuse me, they ran out of time, right? Because at the end, at the end, it was timed as opposed to uh, laps. I think that they, they ran out of time. They ran out of laps, and and however. Again, the strategy could have been different had they known that they had all the laps, right? They had all, you know, and that could have, the strategy could have been different for Red Bull also. But I still think it wasn't a terrible strategy, right? A lot of people are going to say that it wasn't the best because hindsight's twenty twenty. Now you look at back and you look back and you say, "Well, hey, had they gone to the mediums, maybe they could have because they had the pace." But maybe they could. I, I mean, there's so many different things. That strategy wasn't terrible, right? So, but at the end of the day, they. They did that already when the race was not not won by Red Bull, but it was already kind of in hand where they can kind of, you know, uh, you know, do their thing and not and not be overtaken. And they almost got it. But uh, I think the strategy wasn't too bad. I know, Nick, I saw you. To yeah. Say
1: um, so I'll go off of what you said. And when it comes to Ferrari, they need to be on top of their A game. They can't have a strategy. Well, it's not a terrible strategy. They need to have a winning strategy because they're going up against a Red Bull team that was this close to winning the Constructors' Championship last year and controversially won the Drivers' Championship last year. So this team knows how to win. They know how to fight at the top. Ferrari has had a past few years where they've been, you know, fighting it just to get at the top of the midfield. And now, you know, that they're considered a championship contender, they are constantly fumbling the ball. And so, you know, to have a not so it wasn't terrible mindset for strategy it's not a good mindset to have. They need to have the winning strategy. Well, You're I do think strategy. I do think, though,
2: under under the red flag, after we got to the red flag, they had to be on a different strategy than Red Bull. It's impossible to pass there. You need to somehow get an advantage. So Red Bull smartly went to the mediums because they were first and third. So they were leading kind of their opponent car And. Those tires heat up more quickly, so they're worried about the restart and making sure they stay in front. So Ferrari knowing that had to do something different. If they went on the mediums, they would have worn at the same rate and they would have just been sitting behind the red Bulls. So their hope was somehow the mediums fall off dramatically and then the hard have a big enough advantage that they could overtake. But we basically the only overtakes we saw were ghastly on Zhao um, when the inters were way faster than the wets and then Hamilton, nine-tenths of the way around Ocon to Ocon hit him. Um, sure. uh, other than that, like, there was no, and we saw what Alonzo did, which we can talk about in a minute, <laughs> but, but, um, but like, it's impossible. So they were just, we got a split stride. So I think that was actually the smart thing going on the same tires at Red Bull at that point. wouldn't have,
0: Yeah. There's no high. way
2: you're winning. So you're just, but as, as Nick said, they'd already bumbled it. So I agree. That's why they no, in that decision to begin with.
0: Nick, you, you brought up a great point. Uh, driver of the day, guys. Uh, who, do, who are we taking? Uh, I'll start with this one. I, I think at the end of the day, I'll go, I'll go with Checo, right? Like he, he, he drove a brilliant race. Uh, he held off Science at the end, although again, hard to overtake. Um, but there was some instances where you saw Science trying to make a move and Checo just countered and made the right move again. So I think that i I'm going to give it to Checo on this one. Um, we'll start off with Moni and go with, I, I, I kind of feel like I know what Moni's going to say too. So we'll skip her and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay. Uh, if uh, okay, my obvious choice, I'm gonna say Checo. Uh I mean he want he won in Monaco. I think that's up there for F1 drivers. Uh so pop to him. But I definitely have to um I mean I don't know if it should be like a, like an honorable type of situation or if I can like honorable
0: mention, honorable mention, driver
4: know, of the day. No, right, I, know. So. I have to go with science. I have to go with science. It, he was so solid, he was really I mean, aside from all the poor decisions and poor timing on behalf of Ferrari, um, I think he had a great race as well. So I'm going to have to go with Checo and and Sainz.
0: I think his strategy that he uh, went with, not Ferrari, worked uh, to a certain degree as well. So, yeah, good on him. Absolutely. Nick, who's your driver of the day?
1: I'll go I'll go with Checo. Um, I mean, you know, considering he start he started outside of the top three at the beginning of the race um, and it finished, I think, P4 in qualifying um, to then, you know, bump up three spots in Monaco to finish first um, and then also to, you know, race a mistakeless race um, and, you know, hold off signs at the end. I mean, I think he deserves it. And, you know, when you win at Monaco, it's such, it is a legendary track. And, you know, people always remember where they were when a driver won a race at Monaco or how many times they've won at Monaco. Um, so to get, you know, that as one of your career race wins is always special.
3: Manny, who do you got as driver of the day? Um, well, I'm not going to say those names because it's quite clear, right? I mean, it's, probably like the most common answer listen i'm gonna go with lando norris i looked at his face on friday and i really don't know how to pronounce what he had but look at his face look at look at this young man's face and you tell me if you're uh-huh. still able to get in the car and drive, so we, we I, should I, have a I, whole
2: section on just thinking about what he actually did in Miami to be sick for like a month after. But okay,
3: but I'm just <laughs> I'm just giving this man credit for the last two weeks, on consecutive weeks, right? Like
2: we've seen that 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 face. Uh, we grew up seeing that face in our friends. Like yeah. we know that face. But yeah, oh uh, yeah, that's that was my <laughs> face a lot.
1: Listen, whether it was we, we whether he it or
3: area. not, whether he caused it or not, he still kept his team. You know relevant, unlike his other, you know, you're uh, gonna get in
2: the disappointment of the day. By the way, you're know, going I know, to go I a popular I, want to say
3: that I commend lando Norris because this man, the last two weeks, has been dealing with something, whether he caused it, whether he caused it <laughs> on himself or not. He's kept the McLaren afloat and still getting points and still getting results. that That's why, you know, I'm not saying that any other guy is in top four, whether it's Ferrari. Or if it's Red Bull, you know, they deserve it. But to me, I, I looked at that face on Friday and I'm like, how is this man even capable of driving right now? So by the way. That's by, why I'm by, about by right. the way,
0: Manny, it's it's not really it's really not that hard to pronounce. It's hay fever. That's what he had.
3: I've never heard of hay fever. I heard of torture or whatever the other name.
0: I'm not so sure what it. you're talking about. Vish. Uh um... <laughs> <So this laughs> no. the day for you.
2: So I I'll, I'll you know. Zig, when you expect me to zag and be short here. Um, so <laughs> I think anyone saying anyone other and Manny touched on this, Mo touched on this. It's it's Checo's obvious answer, but so she threw signs in there, many threw Lando in there. I think if we were like it's obviously Checo, but I'll, I'll so he's the driver today. I'll throw in Gasly actually passed someone, so two thumbs up for him. He
0: actually drove really nice. <laughs> yeah, he drove well. He, drove he didn't well. get any points,
2: but I saw oh, him go around the well. car and get in front and at Monaco. That's that's two thumbs up. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> he looks like he needs a B twelve shot. He looks like he needs a penicillin shot. Uh, that- <laughs> not a B twelve shot, uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, all right, what's next? Disappointment of the day. Um, God, I'm gonna go backwards here. We'll start with you, Vish, on this one.
2: So it's it's Mick Schumacher. Um, I think I think uh, Günther's had enough. I I think uh, yeah, he's. Frankly not good and he's going to be out of Formula One pretty soon. Um and Wow. He's carrying that name around, but he is I mean, he is getting you know, destroyed goes- by Magnuson and now he's wrecking cars. Um, you know, he probably wants Pen back so he can have that comparison to look good. Cause without that there, you're seeing how frankly he's just not <laughs> he's just yeah. not not up to it right now. And it's been a lot of wrecking cars and, and a lot of I and mean, we've seen his car specifically split in half more than once. <laughs> that, that, so, that's so not great. So yeah. so to me, he's a I, – I mean, at least just bring the car home, right? And he would have finished. To have his teammate who, who had a mechanical issue and, and he couldn't do that. Like it's just, right. I, I'm very to me, he's the biggest disappointment because this is a race where you know if you like like in um the last race um, Christ, uh, Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona at one point they did find themselves in the top 10 and then you know rob Pace takes over and they ended up 14th and 17th if you find yourself in the top 10 at monaco you can hold it and the fact that they were so uncompetitive and then he he threw it into the wall actually caused the red flag which caused us to have a timed race for the first time and i can't remember the last time like it's all on him so i i'm going with him
3: manny yeah. So, so just a real question Vish, so do you think that Haas has the capability Firing Mick, um, because then the last name carries weight. We understand that the expectations, but it's kind of hard for me to see if Haas actually does it. Not saying that Mick deserves it because he clearly does not. Okay, mac comes in what was it like a week or two or three? And he doesn't
0: deserve to get fired.
3: No, 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 no. Mick Schumacher has not performed, he doesn't deserve right. that right now. He does oh, not- oh, okay, right, right, right. His last name carries weight. His last name is. is Basically, the yeah, higher at the, the end of the day, you gotta you well, you more gotta
2: so, more on, so right? than that. Um, I think the complication around Mick is, um, uh, Ferrari owns that seat, <laughs> so it's yeah. Ferrari firing yeah. him, not not not. not uh, that's
0: the that's tougher part, I think. Yeah.
2: But honestly, yeah. if, if if they yeah. could fire, if Ferrari yeah. would let them and someone came in as a pay driver, he'd be out on Keister. Look, I didn't cuss.
0: He'd be on his keister. Hey, I cleaned
2: it up. I caught it. I caught it. I was about to cut, and I caught
0: it. All right. I want <laughs> to I, I go with my disappointment of the day. I don't think anybody else is going to choose this, but I think I'm going to go a different route when it comes to disappointment. I'm not going to say that the driver was disappointing. I'm going to say that the situation was a disappointment, and I'm going to say uh, Charles Leclerc. And it was disappointment for him in Monaco. It's his home race. Strategy didn't work out. He had an opportunity to win, and it was a disappointing finish for him. Uh, I'm disappointed to see that Ferrari did not allow—I mean, allow him to really, you know, showcase how well he was driving all weekend. Um, and I just think it was disappointing on at, at, as far as driving. He drove fine, right? Like there was really nothing wrong with the way he drove. Uh, He was managing the tires when he was in the lead. He was doing all the things that he needed to do right. Ferrari kind of screwed that up for him. So I'm disappointed in how it ended for Leclerc finishing right outside the podium. That's what I'm going to say about him as far as disappointment of the day. So I won't really say disappointing driver of the day. Manny, what do you got?
3: All right. So I'm going to give an honorable mention in Latifi. This man, we expected. We expected. But are you really disappointed? This, this man crashed. <laughs> during. By the way, he he also it said again. Turn. I why don't know, know what happened. You know what happened. I, I don't know what happened it. again. His car didn't turn. <laughs> and then and then the F1 podcast. Alex Albon, have you heard what happened to your to Latifi? Have you heard why his car his car didn't turn? And I was like, mm, No, not not really. <laughs> It's like, bro, this is too much. God. Okay, um, uh, I mean, I, it's not Leclerc. It's just Ferrari themselves, man. And, 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 and I think, Jazz, you nailed it when we started saying that Red Bull right now trusts us with their gut and they go for it. Ferrari right now second guesses. And you cannot do that, especially on Monaco where there's no overtaking. Yeah, you're the quicker car. You're quicker on turns. Guess what? You can't really pass anybody. So, again, to once again, you know, he's leading it. Come in. No, don't wait. Wait. Those type of situations and strategies don't – doesn't benefit anybody. And, and again, like Red Bull has this thing of saying, you know what, we're going to go with it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, it is what it is. Ferrari, the last couple of races, and Imola last week, unfortunately, with the whole – you know, he wasn't able to finish. And then now it's just – it's costing them, you know, races that they should be winning. Right, it's costing them construction points, so it has
1: to be I think Team Ferrari, not Leclerc, just Team Ferrari.
0: Nick, who's the disappointment of the day? Uh,
1: I mean, you know, I'll go off of my picks and I'll pick Bottas as my disappointment, um, considering his experience overall at this track. Um, to, you know, not I mean I know he finished in the top ten, but it was only really because of a penalty um, to Ocon. Uh, that he finished, you know, ninth instead of, what, tenth. Um, So I really think, you know, he – this was a race where he could have just had, like, that one really solid lap in qualifying to get him up near the top five or top six, and then, you know – and we all know that there's barely any passing in Monaco, so all he had to do is pretty much hold it there, and he could have, you know, had, like, another solid – you know, potential top five finish. Um and for him to, you know, not really even come close to that, you know, even in an Alpha Romeo, I mean he's been performing well in it. Um, to not even do that was pretty disappointing in my eyes. Money, what do you got?
4: Uh, my disappointment was Sebastian Vettel
0: because I was like, who the hell did you just say? I got it. I got it at the end there. Okay, the sorry. sorry. It's just Sebastian? Sebastian Vettel. Come on, Sebastian.
4: It's
0: Sebastian Vettel. yeah. You, you got it You got it right. You got it right.
4: Oh, I did right. say it correctly. It was
2: fine. Uh, it, was totally, simple. it
0: was fine. I just thought it was funny. Thank
4: it's you. Sebastian, Sebastian
2: Vettel. Right. I'm curious to see why him finishing in the points is a disappointment, but go for it. No, no, no. Because this other guy, I can oh, see. No, hold on.
4: He, he was my disappointment because personally when I watched him in Barcelona and he finished um, 11th, I believe he did. Uh, and then um, and then in qualifying, he was able to make it 9th. Uh, personally, in my eyes, I was like, let's see if this guy can catch a groove. And he kind of did. You know, he finished 10th. No? He finished yeah. 10th. Yeah. Um, personally i thought he was going to do a little bit more uh so he was my disappointment just because i've been observing him since like barcelona and uh, to see if he caught like a nice little groove and he kind of like stayed at the same level for both races so betel, uh, there it is. sebastian
1: betel <laughs> oh, do one more disappointing driver sorry um uh, you know i'm gonna go with my team and go ricardo um it's time for a piastri, Nick. It's it's, it's like uh, right, even Mick Schumacher could do better, okay? And that's – even Latifi could probably do better in that McLaren mm-hmm. car right now. And the fact that, you know, he is not – he is just – he's not even competitive no. in the car. It's like he can't even finish inside the top 10, um, you know. And Norris is pretty much, you know, fighting for P5 most of the time. You know, and then, you know, he'll get the occasional lucky P3 like we saw earlier this year. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the fact that he's not even competitive is just – it's so disappointing to see. And because he's also one of my favorite drivers personally, it's it's sad to see, like, how far, like, his regression has gone since, you know, leaving Red Bull and then go to Renault. He didn't do well there. Then he goes to McLaren, and it's just been – pretty much downhill since.
2: So I I would, as I know, I think everyone probably knows Nick and I are the resident McLaren fans here. Um, I will say, I will say that, you know, disappointment to me, uh, at least implies some sort of expectation of performance. And I have long since given up on this man. So I'm not even disappointed anymore. (laughs) I don't expect him to be near Norris in the qualifying or in the start. I expect him to finish and get out in Q2 and Norris to get into Q3. Like it's been pretty consistent. So at this point, I agree with everything you said. He was one of the best drivers on the grid at Red Bull. Was actually clashing with Verstappen because he was beating him sometimes, which is why he had to get out. Because <laughs> they basically favored Verstappen over him to where he is now where he can't keep pace with Norris.
0: Yeah, this is a good question. overall.
2: His his trajectory is a disappointment. But on a race by race basis, I don't really expect him to score points, and he, yeah, he doesn't I, disappoint in that sense. Is
3: because- is <laughs> well, I mean the 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 only reason that it gets me kind of into my mind of saying that this might be it is because when Zach Brown comes out with these comments, and it's not like he said it in a newspaper; he literally said it on Sky Sports. Basically, called him out. That has to, as a driver, as a vet that he is, that should make you, I guess, I don't know, right? Like boil under your skin, go out there and perform. And it's, 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 it you, it don't is have it you can't, you can't,
2: the car or the someone could can, say I can't score 50 points in the NBA playoff game. It doesn't mean I'm going to go out there and do it. I'm not able to. And I don't think he's able to drive that car faster. Um, I yeah. think he's, I think he's, whether the car doesn't fit his driving style, whatever it is, like I have zero expectation of him doing anything with it. I had the same case last year, and then all of a sudden he won that race. Do you see so. him as a Do you see
0: him as a, a McLaren driver next year?
2: Yeah, he brings money. Fair enough. Oh, fair He's enough. very popular. McLaren? He brings brings attention to McLaren. He brings money. He brings marketing opportunities, and think, and disappointment. And disappointment. Well, well, but you also have to think: who else would they get into that seat? Um, Norris is one of the fastest drivers in the grid, so they're not gonna like. You're not gonna like beat Norris. You're looking for a number two driver. Um, their last number two driver was signs and Ferrari took him like, you're, you're, you're picking after Ferrari, McLaren, and I mean, Mercedes and Red Bull. So, and you're talking about your second driver. So who are you getting in there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I mean, Ah. there there are not many other choices really when you think about it that way, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's still sad to see Mm -hmm. considering, you know, how great of a driver he actually is. The other thing, real quick, sorry, (sighs) I'm not not letting
2: you move on because I want to talk about this LeClaire stuff because I don't think he's blameless. Um, I know the strategy is bad, but his emotional overreaction, everything, he's got to calm the hell down. Like, you're driving for a championship. Every time he makes a mistake, he's like, oh, I'm an idiot, and starts like like a toddler throwing a temper He's like, calm down, drive the
0: car. Well, then the it, but, but they, they like, all do that, so. no, all do no,
2: no, 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 no. <laughs> you could look up clips going back since his first time in Formula One. Every time he makes a mistake, he gets on the radio like, I am the worst driver <laughs> so, so, in the history so, so, of Formula One. It's like, just drive the damn car. like. And, and I think in this situation, once he realized he had lost a place, he'd lost it mentally. Like, you saw, it, and as we talked about this, he eventually caught back up When when uh Checo's tires went in the top four bunched, he dropped way the hell back of Max. You saw you saw signs within DRS on Checo, Verstappen within DRS on on uh signs, and then Leclerc like three seconds back until the tires went, and then he caught back up and ended up it ended up as a DRS train. But like he's just gotta be a little bit more even keeled. He's still driving for a championship. That car has ability, he has ability. He's one of the most talented drivers on the grid. Act like it. Sometimes they screw up the strategy. Sometimes you make a mistake. That's fine. But his emotion—he's got to get his emotions in check. Like coming off like this is a freaking disaster. You finish fourth. It's fine. Take the points and move on to the next race. Yeah. No, good. Like point. He's got—he just got to focus a little bit. Like his his emotional uh, swings. He's competing I against mean, Max I Verstappen, know. who is Wait, one of the better best drivers that we've seen recently. Who's a champion. You got to keep it together uh. better than this.
4: When he was done with the race, actually, Vish, now that you bring this up real quick, and you guys can jump in as well, when he finished the race, uh, you know, and he was freaking out, and then he was like, you know, the, the, the season's long, uh, but, you know, this cannot happen again, like, whatever. Talking about, like, his, I guess, emotional overload. <laughs> Do you think that it's going to backfire? Uh Onto Leclerc, or well, it
0: could potentially it could if he continues to to, to do that. Yeah, I think it will. He's got to get it. I think it has
4: in
2: the past. He's thrown away points and yeah. races in the past where no one's really cared. Right. Now it matters because there. He's got to turn
0: that into like he's got to turn that into like I don't know tenacity. Like to say, well, I mean a good example like bad, is, is, is Hamilton you know? get in pissed Spain. off and drive better.
2: Right, right. A good example is yeah. Hamilton Spain after um what was it Magnuson hit him off the track and he's like, let's just save the engine. And they said, no, we think we can get points. He focused and just drove the hell out of that car and got all the way up to fifth until the car failed him again, right? right. Mm-hmm. We don't re- – Leclerc. When things start going wrong, he's still got to ride the bumps better. It's, there's going to be mistakes. He's going to make mistakes. Lord knows Ferrari's mm-hmm. going to make pit wall mistakes. you just got to go with it and maximize the points given everything that's happened and not get so emotionally invested on a race-by-race basis because this isn't the first time. He's thrown away points before He's – and I feel like in, in – it I guess, in, yeah, it did cost them. In, in Imola, you know, they went for the pit stop to try and, and catch up. It wasn't there. He should have just backed off and taken third at that point. Instead, so tried to, like, send it in a corner that wasn't there and wreck the car. Like, yeah. sometimes you just got to settle. Like, I, I know it's hard for racing guys, especially someone as talented as him, especially when he knows he has a race-winning car, to, like, say, okay, I'm going to take third place. I'm going to take fourth place. I need to just get these points. But that's how you win the championship. You don't win it by – well, sometimes you do if you're that dominant by winning every race. But assuming it's competitive, it's the it's the turning the sixth place into a third place, turning the, the, the fourth place into a second place, not throwing away points that, that makes a difference. And I he's got to calm down and just, just stop overreacting to everything.
3: Now I will say there's one more point to this. I think Max – Just
0: one more or are we going to go one more to the one more to the one more? Max.
3: Max, actually, he's fought with Lewis towards the championship. He has experience in these types of things. Charles Leclerc has never been in this type of situation. You're seeing now little by little how, you know, he's now not saying he's feeling the, the pressure, right? But it's new territory for him. And then coming off a race where once again, you're leading and you don't win it. Obviously, you know, not being in there or not having been able to experience that. These are the types of situations that I guess when you're a young driver, you've got to learn really quickly, and this, you nailed it. You're still ahead at – there's so many races left. You can't just let one situation, you know, just linger you. But having, you know, just things happen out of the sort, whether you caused it or your team is causing it, this is new territory for him. And Max has had this experience for years already battling Lewis time and time again. He's now in a way where he's going to have to battle Max, probably battle the whole, you know – if it's, you know, if it's only Max by himself or maybe it's Max and Checo, who knows? But he's now going to start feeling that instant more heat behind him, right? So it's, he has to really just realize that, you you know, you need to just focus on what's at hand and control what you can control and just make sure that your team is behind you in whatever strategy you, you guys end up wanting to do and don't second guess. Because that's a, what, that's one thing right there that it's shown when they have second guessed themselves, whether it's been a driver or the team. They haven't been winning races, so
1: yeah. Um, I'll I'll finish this with one more point. Um, so if Leclerc, some, you know, still has some struggles, you know, as the season carries on, whether it's you know the pit strategies or whether you know it's him not finishing where he's expected to, will the will the mindset of like Formula One and the fan base change to well, maybe he just wasn't ready. To be, you know, in the in the hunt, or you know, have all that pressure. What do you guys think? No, I think he's ready. I think he is ready, and I don't think it started this
2: year. Uh, with his, he's made mistakes and other in the past, and, and overreacted to them. So I think it's just part of his. his he's got to calm down. Mm-hmm. That's
3: a great for any Yep. So he's gonna be seeing them for a long time. <laughs>
0: Moving on, um, speaking of points and speaking of getting, um, you know, finishing in the podium, let's let's go through real quick before we get on to our next uh, topic, uh, the point standings from the drivers and the constructors. Uh, let's pull that up real quick. Uh, let's go with the – what is this? The uh, driver standings first. Uh, we'll just round out the top ten. We've still got Max leading the way up by nine points ahead of Charles Leclerc. Uh, with 116, followed by Sergio Perez, uh, George Russell in fourth, Carlos Sainz creeping up to George. He's only a point behind him. Um, uh, Lewis Hamilton right behind. Well, not right behind, but uh, behind uh, Carlos Sainz in sixth. Lando North is uh, Lando Norris, excuse me, in seventh. Botas, eighth, Esteban Ocon in ninth, and Kevin Magnus is still holding on to that 10th spot. Good for
3: him.
0: Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, let's go to the Constructors Series real quick. Constru- Constructors Championship. Um, as we have, of course, Red Bull um, not gaining much traction, but still up by about 36 points, if I'm not mistaken, over Ferrari, uh, with Mercedes uh, behind Ferrari at number three, McLaren at four. Uh, and then you've got Alfa Romeo, um, Alpine, Alfa Haas, Aston Martin, and Williams rounding the top, ten, well, the top ten. Listen to me; there's only ten teams. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and Williams as the uh has uh, the ten. Hey, two, hey Williams will take points. it, man. They'll yeah, take they'll it. Take, they'll take the three <laughs> points, baby. So, um, moving right along. Speaking of Williams, what a great segue, huh? Latifi and Albon, little. Little blue flag uh, incident. Yeah, there, so maybe and I'll, I'll kind of I'll, I'll talk to Yeah, yes. so let me
2: introduce this topic. So what yes. actually happened is uh, both Latifi and Albon held up the Ferraris on their out and out laps and in laps on that pit strategy. So there's a decent chance without that, we wouldn't be talking about Ferrari screw ups because they would have finished <laughs> one two anyway. Um, and to me, the most bizarre one was Albon after the race saying i was faster than him so i just ignored my blue flags and he blocked him for almost an entire lap and if you can imagine the pace going at the pace of a williams instead of a ferrari like that is actually why why leclerc dropped that far back and and i don't know who told and and then i think ferrari rightly is upset there was no penalties issued for any on this um and and he blocked him i think for i think it's in the article somewhere here but it was for most of the lap, and and Leclerc was as it as it says there. I'm not going to read that out because we're keeping this G-rated. But on um, the radio was like, "What is going on here? There's blue flags there where he won't move over. You don't get to choose. I think I'm faster, so I'm going to ignore blue flag. Like I don't, I don't know what that his logic. Usually they at least lie and say like. I, I thought I didn't see them or I whatever, but this like I saw them, but I was faster anyway, so I would have had to pass him back. He wasn't faster. He was holding him up, and you don't get to make that call. Don't get a lap down if you don't want to get blue flag. So that's that was truth. bizarre, and Latifi actually did the same thing to signs. There's actually a good onboard. We're obviously not going to play it on here if you look at the signs onboard of just how much Latifi held him up, and that's how Checo got in front of him too. It was on the lap, and then they basically were, were neck and neck coming out of the pits. So, I mean, Ferrari has every right to feel aggrieved here. I don't know what – I don't know if – maybe the Williams drivers weren't comfortable in the rain moving over, but you don't get to make those choices. When you see the blue flag, you move over. Yeah. And they didn't do it, and they didn't get a penalty. We touched on a little bit of the FIA dysfunction. I think we're going to get into this a little bit more some of the other stuff they did this weekend. But how you don't get a penalty for this sort of thing. I mean, to me, is is bizarre, and and Ferrari obviously was upset. Uh, giving Williams away- <laughs> a penalty is it's kind of like you know, pouring a bottle of water into the ocean. It doesn't really affect anything, but still, it's important for future races to to make sure. Um, and and it's just, it, it's kind of ridiculous that they they blocked both Ferraris, and it was right in those critical laps where they were doing the pit sequence, and and certainly yeah. helped helped Red Bull because. That's the lap where you're like, I got to nail this lap to get the advantage going into and out of the pit. And instead, they're going at a Williams pace. So but this it was bizarre, too, that it was both Williams held up both Ferraris.
0: Well, well, speaking of holding up the Ferraris or possibly getting penalized, and I want to get everybody's take on this one, um, is uh, the Red Bull, right? Uh, crossing the yellow line and not getting penalized. I want to start off with Moni on this one. Should Red Bull have been penalized for crossing the yellow line out of the pits, and will that, ha- would did that give them the upper hand and the advantage over the Ferraris? Moni, let us know.
4: Okay, I think, think I think <laughs> I think they should have been penalized. I really think so. I really do.
0: I mean. They crossed the yellow
2: line, right? That's
4: what I'm saying. I mean, that, thats what I'm saying. Like, that's all I can say. Well, been- well, they
2: didn't. So, well, that's the dis- dispute oh. Did they? Did they cross the yellow line? Because so here, here's kind of the, the um, here, here's what ends up. Here's what happened. So in the race director's notes, it said you had to stay to the right of the line. In the official FAA rule book, it says you have to cross over the line. They touched the line, so they didn't stay to the right of it, but they didn't fully cross it. And this is literally what the FIA came out with. They said the race director's notes violated FIA, like the FIA rules. That's not allowed. So the race director's notes are illegal and the protest is dismissed. I. How do you not check this before the race? Like if this organization. Like, if
0: that doesn't sound like horse, you know what? You know, I don't know. Well, I mean, that
2: was the ruling and, and the, you can you can look up the ruling. That is the yeah. ruling. He didn't fully cross over the line. He touched, you can see the rear. It's hard to see on the side, but you can tell the rear clipped to the line. Which, according to the race director's notes, that has always been interpreted. If it says you stay to the side, that means you do not touch it. Right. The FIA rulebook says cross it, and he clearly he clearly touched it without crossing it. <laughs> so so by one rule, he's fine. By another rule, he's not. And, and they basically threw out the race director's notes saying that they, they're actually not valid, which is kind of bizarre given that they use them to govern the entire race.
3: Uh, Manny, what the hell do we have race directors for? <laughs> Apparently, to try to make uh, to make Max know. Verstappen champion <laughs> when he shouldn't Max have been, <laughs> Daffin, <not> the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I mean, listen, uh, this is nothing new to Mercedes fans. If you want to date it back to Abu Dhabi, I'm not going to bring it back there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's so many conspiracy theories. I mean, listen, I don't know how many of us listen to the F1 agent podcast, but I find it absolutely, Endorse. absolutely freaking hilarious how they. Once again, they have Christian Horner there as a guest and they ask him, So did the rear tire touch the line? He goes, No, it didn't. It clearly it didn't. We've watched it four, five, 6,000 times on video up here. Look, we're showing it to you right now. There's no evidence of that. So, you know, there's nothing going to happen here. Hey, huh? what? What yeah. video are you watching? Who's showing you this? Wait wait, 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 wait. Again, the rules don't apply to you. I don't understand. Personally,
4: they should have been, I, I think they should have. The, money, okay, this so is I'm,
3: an F1 podcast asking him, looking at the video, and I'm watching it live. And they're like, "Did the rear touch?" It, it, it show. It, it seems like it did. Oh no! Look, that video says no. That video says no. That video says no. We're personally, it's us. embarrassing. As a, yeah, as a really? person,
4: it's embarrassing. We're, we're not blind. It's <laughs> embarrassing. It's not even embarrassing. Embarrassing. embarrassing like embarrassing that's, embarrassing serious.
0: that's serious yeah that's
3: serious. i will say this though guys the way that the race started right with the whole commotion of the rain like come on it's just common sense and then the whole the, the way that the whole race unfolded itself as well it's like come on like if we thought that the delay was the only gonna was the only thing that we were gonna talk about in question oh no nah, come on it's monaco <laughs> yeah come on the whole thing was a freaking chaotic scene
2: yeah, but but the explanation they gave just raises more questions. On if the race director's notes contradicted FIA rules, why didn't you correct them before the race? Like that.
0: That's that such a sense. Red Bull thing to say. By the <laughs> way, it could have gone either way. Get the hell out of here. It always
3: goes one
2: way. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no. No. Uh, I, I, I just hope, and I want to say, and I want, I just hope if that was Ferrari, Mercedes, and McLaren, you know. Who knows, right? But it just begs you to ask that question: Would have it? Would have it been different, right? Would have that driver would have been penalized? Probably. Probably, like if, if, there's no ifs or buts, buts. If maybe, no, probably. For I mean, sure.
2: I I I don't know that they necessarily would have. I think I think the FIA definitely reverse engineers some of their decisions, but I don't think it's to favor a team. Vish,
3: don't forget though, Vish, FIA makes rules on the fly as well, so you're right, ready. right. But I don't <laughs> think it's to favor
2: a team. I don't think they. Did what they did in Abu Dhabi, so Max would become champion. They did it because they wanted a last lap shootout and didn't realize it was going to make the sport look ridiculous. Yeah. It's like giving a team a fifth down in a football game because let let them throw one more hail mary and they catch yeah. it and everyone's like, what "The hell just happens." Like, wasn't that fun though? That's exciting. They kind of touched. It. I was like, but it's illegal. <laughs> like, I think, I think, and I think in this case, ain't no way they were taking that win from Checo. <laughs> like I'm sorry that just wasn't going to happen like like he he just was coming off of having to move over for his teammate and he he outqualified backs and, and he and he overtook somewhat maybe illegally in the pits well, that's what they're debating but to me like there was no way they were going to issue a ruling that um that that took away um that took away that win and also I do think that would have been signs his first one it would have been a bizarre way to to win for the first time I don't I think they weren't touching that I get it. I get that. So I, oh. I think that, that led to the decision. So would they have done it to Ferrari or Mercedes? I, I don't know. I think it depends on like the stakes. I think if if Hamilton was up like he was in most past years where he's up 100 points in the championship and he did that, they probably would have penalized him. Right. <laughs> if it was close, they probably wouldn't have. Like I, I think they they reverse engineer their decisions based off of whatever outcome they want to happen, and that's why they're so inconsistent.
4: The ambiguity is just killer here. That's just the problem
3: i agree uh guys i mean i don't know what else to think i guess that that line doesn't exist i guess that object to the right is not max verstappen's vehicle right like it's, it's so. on
2: the line though it's over the, the, the distinction is on versus over it and that is the thing the fia rule books clay you have to fully cross it the race director said touch it so yeah. Their ruling was: everyone agrees he didn't fully cross it, and the race director's notes are legal. Protest dismissed. That was that's what they wrote. You can read the ruling. I
3: yeah. know. No, no, I'm just saying this. This FIA is, is becoming worse than. Uh, oh, I don't know
1: what gonna...
0: Guys, we got a we got a, we got a fun one in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll definitely kind of end it there because we do definitely have a um, a pretty fun.
3: We will definitely get into this next week, though. So about Max's dad having a not I, mean, I, can,
2: I can, I can talk about it right now. He's wrong. Checo I qualified him and beat him in the race. Oh, and, and Jasper Stappen that has, has, the best has, has a drove in the night for old people like me that watched F1 back then. I remember when this dude was a driver. He's got a big mouth.
1: Taking,
2: ja- taking anything Jasper Stappen says seriously is probably not a good idea. <laughs> Fair, Fair
3: enough.
2: I, I just felt
3: <laughs> it was so unnecessary for this to come about the same time that Checo's um extension gets announced i'm like really well it's like, typical it's, it's typical it's, it's, yeah. it's, That's typical. It is.
0: it's yeah. just typical f1 it really is <laughs> thank you guys for uh for joining the show everybody who checked us out um make sure you check us out on twitter um at f1 underscore five reasons and on instagram at hitting the apex five reasons as a matter of fact and we definitely want to thank our sponsors because because it's typical of what a great host i am that i uh don't thank our sponsors until the end, but we are going to thank our sponsor, and that's You Break Will Fix. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about You Break Will Fix uh, repairs, damaged wheels. Uh, from curb rash, cracks, <clears throat> excuse me, or bends, all under one roof within, with house, code, house powder coating, CNC machining, and polishing. They also offer new custom wheels and tires from your favorite brands such as Boston Forgiato, Fuel Off-Road, and more. They now even offer no credit check financing up to $5,000 for a new set of wheels. They also offer fast turnaround times on all repairs, and they even provide loaner wheels in many cases. You Break Wheel Fix is your total automotive wheel solution located in North Miami, right off of Biscayne Boulevard and Northeast 146th Street. Check them out uh, as they do some great work across all social media uh, from Instagram to Facebook. It's at You Break Wheel Fix. So the letter U, break wheel like a wheel fix. Or online at ubreakwheelfix.com. You can even give them a call, 305 7480112 7480112 and schedule your appointment today. You break wheel fix, changing the way you see wheels. Again, make sure you follow us on Twitter at F1 underscore five reasons, on Instagram at hitting the apex 5R. Right? You got that right? Yep. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Five Reasons Sports YouTube. Uh, subscribe, hit the smash, uh, hit the smash, or you can smash the like button, whichever one you want to do. You um, can also just
2: press it courteously. No,
0: no, no. Smash. Don't press it courteously. Smash you don't it. have to
2: smash it.
0: Smash it and leave comments. Smash it and leave uh, comments, good or bad or ugly. I don't care. Just leave a comment. Um, and uh, yeah. make sure you keep it locked here every Wednesday night at 930. Next, night, uh, next, next Wednesday, we'll definitely uh, preview Baku as the uh, Azerbaijan Grand mm-hmm. Prix comes to, not comes to town, but they go there. Uh, make sure you check that out as we'll preview preview that and, of course, give you the ever-so-popular uh, pit crew predictions as well. Moni, Nick, Manny, Vish, thank you, guys. It was a pleasure, and uh, thanks for watching Hitting the Apex. We'll see you guys next weekend, next week, yes. next Wednesday. Bye!